0: Block Talk Radio
1: <laughs> This is why I love Sister Sweet. And
0: you listen to is here is just for you, so relax
1: Good evening, everyone. As you can see, Sister Sweet completely ignored me when I said cut the intro after it, like, slowed down.
2: <laughs> I didn't hear you.
1: We just rolled with it anyway. I was like, cut that I intro down. Cut it. And, and then I said, or, or just let it play out then. But anyway, good evening, everyone. It is Wednesday night and it is 10.30 p.m. And if you are listening to the confused voices of Q-Man and Sister Sweet, then that can only mean one thing you are on live on the greatest neo-soul show on the web, powered by x 2 I am the one and only Q-Man, and along with Sister Sweet this evening, we are going to deliver to you 60 minutes of neo-soulgasm. What's going on, Sister Sweet?
2: Well, let's go back to this intro thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to move past it. So you don't want but... to put intro anymore?
1: Well, no, the wrong intro started, so I began to talk, and then, apparently, it was corrected. But by then, I was like, "Eh, I just cut it, but then it continued to play on.
2: Mm. I think you're hallucinating, because I didn't hear the wrong (laughs) intro.
1: (laughs) How are you doing this evening?
2: I'm okay, and how are you?
1: Oh, I'm not too bad, not too bad. The weather is decent. Here comes Memorial Day weekend. You know, that's always exciting. First, you got
2: plans for Memorial Day?
1: Well, you know what I like to do? I like to get up early and go to the outlets and get all of my Nike and my Under Armour stuff because it's always half price, Memorial oh, Day weekend. Okay. So I get my shopping done. That's about it. What about you?
2: We always have a big barbecue. Oh, really? Stuff. Yeah, it's a family thing.
1: So oh, okay. we're well,
2: ha- having it at my house.
1: Who's making the dry rub?
2: <laughs> we don't do dry rub in this house. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do that.
1: Well, like we you have a are you, are you ready for tonight?
2: I'm ready for tonight. It's you always, know what's going on tonight, right?
1: Of course. It's always exciting when we get to share an evening with the Chancellor of Soul, Mike Boone. And he's going to talk about one of my favorite people tonight. I mean, one of my favorites, the one and only Al Green. And that's, that's my guy. I mean, I can sing most of his songs from memory.
2: Mhm.
1: Maybe I'll do that tonight.
2: Oh, please, please do. Why don't you go give us one right now?
1: Well, you know, it's too early to have the men jealous and the ladies salivating, so we'll, <laughs> we'll hold off. So what's what's going on in the world right about now? It's just sweet.
2: Well, you know, there was an interview today with D'Angelo, which I missed, by the way.
1: I mean, but, what's going on in the world that is relevant?
2: <laughs> 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 that is some relevant stuff right there. He's going from um, um, going from a, uh, a soul punk bass to a soul rock. No. Yeah, soul rock. Whatever that is. A over rocker. Um, he used to be. And he's coming out with something soon. Of course, he's been saying that for years, right? Oh, God. You know, it's been 14 years since Voodoo, his last Why? album. Sister Sweet
1: hangs on to this hope
2: that one <laughs> day
1: it's going to be a How Does It Feel video part two, and he's going to somehow fuck
2: back then. It's not the she, video. It was not the video. It was not even the song. It's not even one of my favorite songs of his. Really? He just, This is really his music. I really like it. And I'm still playing it, which goes to, you know, say something that somebody's been away for 14 years, and I'm still playing his two CDs. He only made two CDs. Mm, mm, mm.
1: You know you got that video somewhere.
2: I don't care about that video. Uh, Who just did a remake of the song? Uh, Usher and somebody else. Really? He's
1: still doing stuff?
2: Mm -hmm. Who,
1: Usher? yeah.
2: Yeah. I haven't heard his name in a long time, so. I think he had something out last year. I
1: don't
2: know. I don't really follow us, sure. Me neither. But then again, yeah. I don't follow.
1: So what else we got going on? I'm wondering when President Obama is going to finally call his version of Jack Bauer to go rescue these Nigerian girls. Because it's starting to get on my nerves now. Well, it's been getting on my nerves. Like, come on. Nobody wants to say it because we're all, you know, nobody wants to talk bad about the president. But, look, I hate that you don't want to say it, but if it was Clinton in office, he would already <laughs> sent his version of Jack Bauer to get these, these African girls to rescue so- them. I think he would have already been on it, yes.
2: Hmm.
1: He did not I play the game. Yeah, huh? we,
2: we, they, there needs to be something done, definitely done. Something needs to be done. It's been a long time. Oh, it's ridiculous. Know, it's like it's going to fall out of the you know, the, the news wires soon. We're going to forget about them. Yeah. At least the media is going to forget about it. I mean, in fact, the media hasn't said very much about him anyway.
1: No, because they're busy you talking know. about G3 and Solange.
2: <laughs> I know. <laughs> Yeah, that was a kick heard around the world right there. Telling you. I still it's wonder what, what went on with them, But, yeah, there needs to be something done soon. And he might surprise us and, you know, there might be some Jack Bauer stuff already going on we don't know about. Yeah, hey, right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. what well, you got? Of anything course,
2: yeah. else going on in the world? Not a lot's going on this week. Um, I'm just eagerly waiting for some basketball news, you know. This is time you guys talk about basketball.
1: Well, I mean... What's going on in the world of basketball? It is the playoffs. Your, your Oklahoma City team, they're going to lose this series, unfortunately. Why are
2: you calling my team? I'm only in the Oklahoma City. you, <laughs> you like that. Really? it's Oklahoma City. <laughs> well... I really haven't had any interest in it since the Grizzlies, you know, are oh, yeah.
1: taken
2: out. Oh. Hello, Mary. Yeah, they did. There's a lot of uproar today in Memphis about the Grizzlies. I guess people are leaving. There's a lot of um, stuff going on in the front office, and people are, like, panicking, like, oh, my gosh, the Grizzlies are going to leave Memphis. Blah, blah. And Lord knows if the Grizzlies left Memphis, I don't know what Memphis would have,
3: <laughs> you know,
2: but <laughs> well, that's what we have, mm-hmm. you know. Hey. Yeah.
1: Good. So what do you know about Al Green?
2: You know, he, he lives in Memphis. I think he, at least he used to live in Memphis. Did you know that? Did he really? You know, he has a church. He, he's a Reverend Al Green.
1: Right. I did know that. He,
2: he had a church. I remember when I was growing up, Um, maybe first had the church, and um, it was kind of strange. Um, uh, 'cause I remember hearing adults talking about how he had these you know it was like a like a church where if you were a pretty woman <laughs> you got to sit in the barbecue mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um but I just remember, you know, just growing up and like you said, all his music just um how you, you can just remember it. I mean, my mom was always playing it. And mm-hmm. um, you know, driving in the car, we're listening to Al Green and then hear the gossip around town about Al Green. Everybody's always talking about Al Green, and um, you know I love his music. I think it's
1: it's. it's I can
2: So long, you know.
1: Yeah, that's my guy. I can't wait for Booney to tell us the real story of that whole grits thing.
2: Well, oh, that's right. He was he was scalded by grits by somebody.
1: Yeah, I believe it was his wife.
2: I forgot about that.
1: Yeah, she threw hot grits on them.
2: I mean, do women still do that nowadays? Do they, like, get mad and throw grits at people? Like, I don't even know I how grits. Well, you
1: know, grits stick to you, so mm. they don't just burn you. They don't come off. They stick to you.
2: You got that I personal, personal it. experience. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, real players don't sleep at no woman's house. But anyway.
2: <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> you get it? She can get up in your house and bring the grits with her and get up in your house.
1: Don't play that nonsense. Don't sleep at the woman's house. <laughs> <laughs> you feel your That's eyes closing at the top. go home. <laughs> See, mm-hmm. you just learned something.
2: I just learned something. You just learned something. Mm-hmm. The real players, don't, let, don't sleep at their woman's house. Okay, got that. Absolutely. I remember Not
1: that. Sleep at the woman's house, especially if you know you're riding dirty.
2: Mm
1: mm. telling you, they know, man. And that's probably what to, happened to him.
2: Yeah, well, he, he, he had to be pretty mad to throw something hot at somebody. So I, I'd be really interested to hear Booney's um, take you, on what you gotta, happened.
1: Yeah, you got to be pretty mad to throw some grits on somebody, because that's, that's cruel. It's not like boiling water or something like that. You can throw something that's to him hmm I'm sure Al was a better man for that.
2: <laughs> I guess he was.
1: Yeah, I guess he was. I wonder if he did that scream noise like he does in Love and Happiness when it happened. See, so this is why we need Booneer on the line now so we can ask him this stuff.
2: I know, but he's not on the line. So you know what? You want to listen to his music mix right now before he comes online?
1: We're going to listen to Al now?
2: I don't know. It's up to you.
1: Yeah, that sounds great. I'm going to mute it so that I don't sing along because I'm going to be singing along and nobody wants to hear that.
2: (laughs) All right. Well, let's listen to Mike Boone's Al Green remix.
0: This is when you really feel good about somebody. There's nothing wrong being in love with someone, yeah. Oh, baby, love that happens, love that happens, love.
1: Since we have been doing this show I knew every song in a whole montage
2: I know, I was doing the same thing
1: And I mean, I knew every one of those songs and all the words to each one
2: Were you over there singing?
1: Yeah, I was, it was pretty bad too (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty bad so where's Booney? Is he around? We ready?
2: He's here. Are you ready? Yeah. yeah.
1: Man, don't you, don't you want to know what happened with them grits?
2: <laughs> hey, he's on <found> the line.
3: <laughs> Booney.
2: Mike. Good
3: evening. Good evening. Hey. How are you? How are you?
2: <laughs> What's going on, man? Ladies right?
3: and gentlemen, how are you? <laughs> of the jury, the musical jury.
1: <laughs> how you guys we are excited, and I usually don't throw you right to the wolves, but we, we need 411 on that whole Grits incident. And I know you know it, because you know everything.
3: You know, why did I think you was going to start on that subject? <laughs> <laughs> why did I think instead of the music and the ambiance of the man... <laughs> you want to know about a pot, a pot of Quaker grits that's been thrown on the board. <laughs> you got <should> to shame yourselves. <laughs> and, you
1: know, he's one of my favorites,
3: Booney. I know. All I of love his tees. songs. God, every
1: single one.
3: Wow. That's my guy. Yeah, I love Al Green, too. I mean, um, well, as far as I was just teasing, by the way. But um, I... Um, as far as the grid I remember that Very 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 well That's one of the most Famous stories In music history
0: Oh uh, man yeah, It's
3: one of the most Tragic also Because You know The young lady Mary Woodson Was mm-hmm. already married And Alan Got involved with her And Matter of fact I knew a friend of mine That was involved with her You know Older gentleman That was involved with her too But um, She uh, Was already married And was involved with Al Green So I mean You know She was out there so as far as that, she wanted, to, she wanted Al Green to marry her. And Al Green and Friedman said, well, you're married. How can I marry you? You're married. You know? And so she conjured up this thing in her head that he lied to her. He, you know, it was misgivings and things like mm-hmm. that. So he went to take a shower. He, you know, they had an argument. He went to take a shower. And then next thing you know, she had a pot of grits on a huge pot. And uh, when he came out of the shower nude, she opened the door and threw the grits on him. Mm. Okay, so after that, she ran in the room, took a gun, and shot herself and left a suicide note. Are...
0: She killed herself?
3: She killed herself. Right after that matter, the minute she threw the grits on him, she killed herself. I did not know that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah Yeah, that was like And that was, you know You know, it was like, you know It it, it just was tragic because You know, um, whatever that incident was about It was just psychological, I think, on her part Mm You know, something mentally had to be really wrong with her to do that And a very attractive woman, as I understand, too You know, just that... uh, Unfortunate, it was unfortunate incident for Al, and you know he got a you know a lot of burns in his body, you know, and uh, very famous incident. As a matter of fact, it's funny you mentioned the grits because last week on the episode of Judge Mathis, he mentioned Al Green and being thrown with grits on one of the episodes last last week in just in this month of May. So yeah, it's a very famous incident, and uh, a matter of fact, unfortunately. A lot of jokes have been made about it Because every time You know uh, You saw a box of grits You thought about Al Green And today mm-hmm. you still do It's the most famous incident You know uh, Ever told in music history You know That happened to an artist Like himself You know An unfortunate incident You know So um, This is wow. when he transfers over Back to Religion You know mm-hmm. he, It was a calling mm-hmm. He was like You know And something kept calling him to You know Come back to religion You know And um, do me Because Al Green's music Is based on love And if you notice Everything It's no dirty lyrics It's about love You know Mm -hmm. Total love And that's what he sings about And that's what he represents As a matter of fact He was offered to do A soundtrack You might have heard of the movie From 1972 Across 110th Street And Oh yeah Yeah He was offered to do That soundtrack And uh, he turned it down He said no I would not glorify drugs Or alcohol or Drugs period
0: Mm. I am
3: not going to glorify that That's not what I'm about That's not my image And then they gave the project to Bobby Womack And that's how he ended up doing it But Al Green was asked to do that project first Because at that time When the black exploitation movies came out Now they were asking black composers And black singers to do soundtracks Of course Isaac Hayes being the first and um, then Curtis Mayfield, and then late, you know, then a few months later, Bobby Womack.
0: Mm-hmm. But
3: then Al Green was asked first to do that, and he he, he turned it down. So,
2: um, I, I take it then that Al Green came from a religious background.
3: Yeah, absolutely. You know, he started out in a religious background, and you know, he was uh, he was with his brothers, the Green brothers, and they had a, you know, uh, a gospel group. But you know, Al was different. You know, he, he he sort of turned over to circular music, which was forbidden in his household. And he started listening to Jackie Wilson and, and, and Hank Ballard and all these people. His father threw him out the house. Said, you know, the sacrilegious. You got you got to go. You know, you oh. know we you're not allowed to do that here. So he got thrown out. And then you know later on, he you know in high school he formed with these guys. Called, you know, The Creations And two of the members had a um, Formed an independent label Called Hotline Music Journal And Al Green's first hit Really was 1967 Called Backup Train I didn't feature that there Because I know we didn't have time <clears throat> I wanted to feature that You know, uh, to give you a taste Of what Al sounded like in the 60s uh, That was his first big hit And it's a great song, by the way You know, that's, a, that's his first masterpiece mm. And uh, after that, um, he was doing little clubs here and there and everything, and then he was discovered uh, by this gentleman who has to be mentioned tonight. His name is Willie Mitchell. I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, Willie Mitchell. Oh, good. Well, Willie Mitchell uh, was AR man at at High Studios, and the Royal Studios. It's High Records, but it's, it's really Royal Studios in Memphis. And he was a jazz musician, and he had a hit record. He had a bunch of hit records, you know, on that label. Uh, his biggest being Soul Serenade '68. I think he had one called 2075 and '64. <clears throat> Basically, it was instrumentals. And he was a he was a very good jazz musician and a great producer, and had a you know he had an ear candy for talent. So he discovered Al in the club and. You know, he said, hey, man, you know, you've got a lot of talent You know, let you, why don't you come back to Memphis and let me produce you Al said, well, I got a thing to do You know, um, he got like, he had like $1,500 of bills to pay and all that So mm-hmm. Willie, Mitchell, Willie Mitchell offered to pay him You know, he gave him the 1500 you know mm-hmm. And told him to come on <laughs> But that was 1968 So it mm-hmm. took Al basically nearly a year or so to get down to Memphis and Willie, and Willie totally forgot about him and next thing you know Willie said one morning he got a knock on the door and it was Al Green standing there
0: mm-hmm.
3: and the rest is history the two collaborated together and made some of the greatest music ever well, I don't know and along I gotta mention also with um, Al Jackson Jr. who he was the drummer of Booger T and MGS. And he's also a collaborator and writer of a lot of the hits up to 1973. He also plays drums on most of the Al Green recordings
0: from mm-hmm. like
3: 70, 71 to 73. So, yeah. Wow. Mm. And the rest is history with Al, you know. And he <clears throat> had his first hit, uh, basically... Uh, What I Can't Get Next To You A Temptation song Which I didn't include in the list Because like I said It was was time consuming And he he was in the car one day He heard the original Temptation song And he said You know this would be a great blues song To write You know to slow the tempo down And uh, that was his first You know well his second I would say his second hit Because Back of Train was his first hit But as far as a crossover appeal That was his first hit And then came tired of being alone Came, you know, like uh, about a year after that And that was based on a lady That was a true story It was a singer named Laura Lee Who um, was dating Al Green They were friends, but they were dating also And she would just leave, you know Go do her nails, hair, this, that And leave him alone And, you know, he said this lady would just leave me (laughs) You know, so uh, He sat there one day And wrote that song and the next thing you know, that was his biggest hit. That, that's the one that really started him. That gave him, you know, his jumper. You know, accelerated his career, basically.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And then after that, you know, Willie Mitchell had told him, he said, listen, man, you know, we're going to, like, tone your voice down to a softer tone. You know, you don't have to be, you know, all this high-tone pitch thing. <clears throat> but, you know, we're going to slow, you know, an hour's was arguing back and forth. You know, I, man, just leave me alone Let me do what I need to do, you know So mm-hmm. when Let's Stay Together was written That's what Willie Mitchell had Put more of a jazz input in there And softened his voice mm-hmm. And softened the arrangements And it worked hmm. And it worked Wow
1: He'd still be screaming though sometime. Yeah,
3: yeah, he has a gospel <laughs> thing in him You know, that will never change You know, it's <laughs> Al Green it's, it's who he is, you know yeah. He has
2: so many hit songs, like we were talking about earlier. Um you know all the songs yeah. that he sang. you know. Yeah. And then yeah. You know, Oh, I forgot about that one, I forgot about that one. But well, um, it made yeah. more
3: too. I mean I didn't even include that's just half. That's like a, mm-hmm. a second or a third of what Al Green, you know uh, like you said, so many hits he made, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's What like was his biggest more. hit? Well I would If you're saying Signature song Is Let's Stay Together That's his total Signature song But uh, I would say That one there Is like his Biggest biggest hit Because he's famous For that one uh, But all of them Were million sellers though You know I'm Still in love with You as a million seller Tired of being alone He got a gold record For that half, Sold a half million copies uh, Look what you've done For me Another gold record You know uh, two gold albums, "Let's Stay Together" and "I'm Still in Love with You." Call Me album with gold. Um, "Take Me to the River" another LP cut that became a hit, and it was recorded by Sil Johnson, whose daughter is Selena, jo- uh, Selena, Solve- Selena Johnson uh, from the R&B divas. Mm-hmm. And uh, gee, God, Al Green has so many hits; it's ridiculous.
2: And, and was he ever? Did he ever win any awards?
3: Well, yeah, well, he's a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, He won Grammys, Uh, yeah, yeah, he's definitely won awards, BMI, different awards and so forth, yeah, yeah, Al Green has definitely won awards, Lifetime Achievement Award, Grammy, you know, and um, yeah, he, he definitely achieved his status in the recording industry. And if you get the President of the United States to sing one of your songs, (laughs) then you know you made it. You made history. (laughs) You know? Yeah, he
1: did do that,
0: didn't he?
3: Yes, he did. (laughs) Surprisingly, too, you know. And Al was really shocked and really happy about that. You know, he said he nailed it. (laughs) He nailed it. You know? And he was here at the Apollo here in New York, at the Apollo in Harlem, and And I... What persuaded him to sing that one... Is beyond me... You know... But I guess it's his spirit... And... uh, You know... So yeah...
1: (laughs) So... Tell us something we need to know... Like if you... If you're an Al Green fan... You should know...
3: Anything you mean like... As far as what... uh, what Well... Okay well... You know... Well he was struggling basically... Back and forth With his You know Conviction of Of gospel Going back to the gospel And And secular music You know Like mm-hmm. I said Al Green's sang about love But he had his struggles You know It was like a tug of war For him Because you know At that time It was the 70s And there was a lot of things Going on in the 70s Politically You know The Vietnam War <clears throat> Was still around And um you know, President Nixon Richard Nixon was president at the time He was very controversial We called him Tricky Dick Because of the things he uh, promised You know, that he would do in the black community And he didn't And uh, took away a lot of programs <coughs> Excuse me And um, so, you know it, it, it was like ongoing things in the 70s That was happening And then Al Green was singing You know, trying to represent love you know, for his listeners, for his millions of listeners. So he hmm. did have his struggles, but I think the grit incident—that's the one that really converted him back to, you know, his his religious convictions. Uh, that he became a reverend, you know, and um, that what really he is to this day, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And um, but there there was one controversial thing with Al Green about with his daughters. He had got married, you know. In the late 70s You know And uh, he had three daughters And one of the daughters I think was on Oprah Winfrey And uh, told her story about Her relationship with her father You know The Reverend Al Green And it wasn't a good one You know And she made these You know Conventions of of him Not being there More or less an absentee father Or whatever You know Not really being in her life Or I don't know The other two lives and he came on And um, he apologized To her And you know So I guess they, they From there They built a, You know A relationship You know mm-hmm. But um Yeah Yeah and That's our boy Al Still the man <laughs> Yep you know. Still the man you
2: So now is here In Memphis And um I've always wanted to go Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if if he's um, I know he's still a reverend But I'm not sure if he's still preaching or not
3: I think he probably is I think he's back and forth In in touring and recording And he Mm -hmm. still has the church You know where he I guess attends regularly Mm -hmm. Um, It depends on his schedule You know I'm I'm assuming You know Mm -hmm. whatever his schedule is Because you know Al makes appearances here and there You know So um, I guess like I said It depends on his schedule But I'm quite sure, you know, the full Gospel Tabernacle in Memphis, (laughs) you know, still (laughs) represents Reverend Green, you know.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: uh, Yeah, so I'm quite sure he does, you know. Mm -hmm. Whenever you can spare the time, Mm
0: -hmm.
3: you know. Hmm. But you know, Al Green basically was a predecessor to Otis Redding, because the Memphis sound it wasn't dying, but after Otis had died, you know, he was like really the the king of Memphis soul. So when he was killed, you know, in the plane crash, it was more or less, okay, who do we, who's going to take over the scepter? Who, you know, <clears throat> would the baton be passed on to who? So that was the late '60s and into the late '70s. You know, um, Al took that 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 uh, baton, mm-hmm. and you know, he succeeded, you know, bringing the Memphis sound into the '70s. You know, and, and, and really succeeded. Because Al Green was huge. Al Green, I mean, was the biggest thing in the 70s. And if you're talking mm-hmm. about the Afro-American community, yes, he mm-hmm. was. Every household, and I'm quite sure you, you guys' household, had Al, Al, had Al Green's LPs.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
3: his 45, you know, for, well, for the young listeners, that's vinyl, you know. A lot of them Mm -hmm. born into CDs, of course, you know. (laughs) Uh, You know, but you know, I'm quite sure that you know every every household I've been in, where it's been Connecticut, Virginia, all over, had Al Green in their collection. Mm. You know, know, yeah. We went
2: from the 45s to the to the eight tracks.
3: To the eight track, exactly. There you go. (laughs) We had them too. You know. (laughs) So wow. Yeah, Al Green was. He was in between those collections, you know, between, I guess at that time, Billy Preston and whoever was out at the time, you know. Uh, Al Green was one of the biggest artists, superstars, you know, the world over. And now, even though
1: he's uh, much different than a Michael Jackson, didn't they kind of start off the same way in terms of performing with their brothers?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh Like I said earlier He was with his brothers um, The Green Brothers They had a gospel group Mm -hmm. And uh, Only difference is That the Jackson 5 Were in gospel You know But they They did start off together You know As far as lead. And Mm -hmm. um, Yeah Yeah they did You know Each one of them Did start off with their families Mm -hmm. You know Had a jump start With their You know Their brothers So yeah Absolutely Absolutely Mm -hmm.
2: But, now, what was uh, his most recent work? What was the last thing he did?
3: Um, uh, I know that he, uh, you know, he hasn't really, you know, done, I've heard anything from Al Green, really, anything new. You know, he hasn't advertised anything new lately. Mm-hmm. You know, I guess with appearances here and there or whatever. You know, the last thing he made was uh, An LP called Lay It Down And that was like 2008, that's like 5, 6 years ago hmm. And um, Everything's okay Like good 10, 11 years ago uh, But he hasn't really laid any uh, music down hmm. You know, he hasn't really done anything to You know, he really doesn't have to Tell you true honest truth <laughs> but I, <know>. I mean, <laughs> You know <laughs> But You know, but, you know,
2: he... uh, No, he hasn't laid anything down. Lately. Didn't he do a duet with somebody? Was it like Annie Lennox or someone?
3: Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yes, he did.
2: Really? I remember that. I didn't know that. I can't remember the song,
3: though.
1: Now, he does concerts now. -hmm. Still to this day, he performs. I know he performed in my town. I tried to get tickets, but Mm -hmm. now when he does these performances, does he still do these old songs, or does he
3: uh, stick to gospel nowadays? Oh yeah, he does. You know, he does. He still because it's by request. You Mm -hmm. know, and and like I said, Al Green's lyrics are basically not dirty, or they're not. uh, It's about love, and he can sing anything that represents love. Al Green will sing. You know, um, now if he sung something about infidelity or something like that, then (laughs) I don't think that um, he would convert over (laughs) and start doing that. But uh, like a Candy Staten, you know, she was singing about infidelity and, you know, she had converted, you know, over to gospel and total gospel. She refused to do any of those songs. Um, Al still performs his songs, you know. Love and Happiness, he still does that, Let's Stay Together, I'm Still in Love With You, you know, Um, Take Me to the River, Um, L-O-V-E Love, that was his hit record, and um, I don't know if he still does Bell, Bell was the one that came out in 78, when you knew it was a change with Al Green, because he hadn't recorded anything, I think since, let me see, since the Grit thing was in 74...
0: Mm-hmm.
3: He he did record albums. He he did had hit records after that because he had "Sha La La" makes me happy, L O V E love full of fire, and he had one called "Keep Me Crying." That's the one that was like really his last R and B hit before mm-hmm. you know you, you heard the change in Al's music. And "Bell" was the song. That really converted him because when I had bought that, I had bought that single because I was happy that he was making music again. Mm
0: -hmm. And
3: um, I had bought that single, that 45, and I said, wow, he really is changing. His music is totally changing. You know, um, it was in the air because it was a conversation among people that Mm -hmm. his, his music was changing. And he had another one in 78, spring 78. Called I Feel Good And that was a nice disco cut You know where it was really popular In the community mm-hmm. You know and, and, when, when it, and matter of fact When that came out It was like nearly the birth of hip hop You know <laughs> at that time You know when he made that So when that was like Really his last last I would say R&B With a ting of gospel you know because he was saying that, Hey I, I feel good You know he misses Jesus in the song So this is where he changed completely And it was it was in the air It was really mm-hmm. in the air that he changed And his music changed And he converted over to gospel And that's when he became Revan
1: Wow Now um,
3: didn't he have
1: an- uh, Besides the grits thing Didn't he have another wake up call right That he said helped him Go towards that Didn't he have like a I know it was in Cincinnati Didn't he fall or something
3: He fell off the stage Yeah Right And he broke his arm And mm-hmm. uh, matter of fact If you look at the Soul Train episodes When he has his band He's in the cast And uh, you know His thing was Throwing <laughs> you, know, you know The roses out to the ladies Cause he had mm-hmm. his thing about doing that In the concerts you know And yeah he <laughs> fell off the stage And broke his arm And like I said, in the infamous Soul Train episode Where he appears You see him in a sling And uh, yeah, and he he broke his arm So that was Yeah, I think that was a little before The Grit Incident Oh, okay That was a little before the Grit Incident Because the Grit Incident You know, he had hit records during that time Mm -hmm. But um, You know it, It was like he had to keep writing You know Hit records To keep himself You know afloat Right You know like I said After the grit incident He had Sha La La Take Me to the River Full of Fire and L.O.V. Love And you know He had those hit records Keep Me Crying You know he had to keep going But um, It was in the air You could feel it in the music You really have to Really listen to his music To mm-hmm. really Analyze You know And dissect you know the lyrics and everything. Where you knew he was changing. Yeah. You know he was. You know, musically changing.
0: Because mm-hmm.
3: it was a conversation. It was a big conversation in the, in in the uh, black community. That you know, I think Al Green is going to leave R and B. I think he's going to leave soul. I think he's going to leave. You know, <clears throat> and that was a big conversation. You know, around dinner tables and and street corners you know mm-hmm. that Al Green was uh, changing totally changing hmm. but
1: uh put that as a bad thing in the black community or
3: it was a mixture of, of emotions with you know because we loved Al Green so much mm-hmm. and um, we were hoping that he didn't change not for you know to say negative but we wanted him to keep Putting out hits You know Keep putting the music Out there man You know It sounds great You know we, we know you love God We know you came From a gospel background But keep putting them Hits out there man You know We love you You know yeah. Keep writing them hits And that's what mm. it was It wasn't anything negative But it was just That we wanted to keep Al Green the way he was You know right. And uh, Not to say We don't love gospel Neither But there's some people That don't like gospel and they love soul music. They love R&B. Mm-hmm. So let's just keep, you know, keep it simple.
2: You know. Now, did, he, did he make any gospel albums? <laughs> he made, yeah, he made a few.
3: Uh, mm-hmm. Like in the 80s, like Precious Lord, he made that one. and Yeah, like the early 80s, he started making a lot of gospel stuff. You know, I remember the one Trust in God, uh, Higher Plane, I think it was, The Lord Will Make a Way. Yeah In the 80's It was just total gospel I And mean, I would say From nineteen mm-hmm. eighties Until now You know mm-hmm. uh, it, it, it includes But no He's not really Because he had one Called um, Everything's okay And he, he Features some R&B You know um, uh, com- Compositions That he composed mm-hmm. You know uh, In the R&B Secular um, But yeah In the 80's It was total gospel he had a lot of gospel albums out in the 80s
0: mm-hmm.
3: So he was in the You know He stayed in the gospel community And he was very happy Because Al Green was a very shy individual If you look at early clips of Al Green uh, Like the television show Soul And Soul Train And, and, and maybe an American Bandstand Very shy man mm-hmm. Very you know w- with Withdrawn Man you know nice But very shy You know very very shy And after his Conviction I would say It was more he opened himself more Because if you watch him now He's always smiling He's always happy And Mm -hmm. I think it was a big relief For what happened 40 years ago You know till now You know Mm -hmm. I got God In my life now God makes the way for everything And he does You know so I mean uh, Yeah yeah. He stuck to his his gospel gospel. He went back to his gospel roots and stuck to it Hmm.
1: Now We know that he's a religious guy But
3: Didn't
1: his ex-wife say
3: That he was abusive That's what it was told That he was very abusive He was going through his issues and struggles And um Yeah yeah, they got the divorce very quickly After, you know, his, his kids were born and, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what the daughter, I think, when Oprah talks about You know, his uh, abuse to his, her mother And um, the struggles that he was going through You know, I think emotionally You know, he was going through his, you know, tug of wars So yeah, it was told that he did abuse It was in the air that he did abuse his, his wife mm mm-hmm. And, uh, it was not a happy household Wow Yeah You know, so But <clears throat> We all make mistakes, we all human, you know And it's, um It's basically, I think for me it, it, it really doesn't matter I think it's more For me, it's just more about the music And, mm-hmm. you know, what is What he put out there, what he, you know What his legacy is You know, and, um I think basically, you know, I don't think we should just basically concentrate. I mean, his life is interesting, though. But it's just the fact that, I mean, James Brown had an interesting life as well. Very mm-hmm. interesting, you know. And as, as you know, a movie's coming out on James Brown, you know, soon. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, but the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, I think it's about the music. Well, yeah, I think they, we, they all go through their struggles as humanitarians, <laughs> Being
0: human. (laughs) You know what
3: I mean? Yeah.
1: Well, I don't like James Brown. Everyone knows better. Oh, you don't? No, I don't like James Brown because he used to beat up my friend Tammy Terrell.
3: Yeah. 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 That was a, yeah, story within itself. You, know, yeah,
1: about you know, James. James is a very uh, uh yeah. yeah. And I'm a big fan of
3: her, so Yeah, that I know. We did a show last <laughs> year one. <laughs> we know <laughs> <laughs> Well Tammy's my girl too, you know. I, I um I love Tammy Terrell, you know, myself.
1: Yeah. Go on way too soon now. While we have a couple of minutes, the Grits incident, and you saying that it's like the most famous of you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the Lionel Richie incident.
3: you remember that one? You said Lionel Richie?
1: Yeah, it reminds me of the Lionel Richie
3: incident. Oh, with the shoe, with uh, his wife Brenda. Right. In the hotel. Yes. Now, is that true? yeah, that's true. <laughs> the story is definitely
1: true. <laughs>
3: like I said, these people have some interesting lives because, they, you know, the they limelight is out there for them, you know, and it, it's, it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's definitely true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's
1: definitely true. Now, that's a great story.
3: Yeah, that is. I mean, it, it was, it's a shocking story because, you know, um, he wrote three times a lady for Brenda. You know And the thing about it Is he was at his Father's His parents 37th anniversary And Mm -hmm. his father Made this great speech About being married To Lionel's mother And (laughs) So He mentions that title Three times a lady So He said You know what My wife is the same way And I'm hoping that We can stay together That long as My parents did Mm -hmm. that's why He came up with that Three times a lady You know Mm For Brenda Yeah Wow. Yeah. Well,
1: she put it on him from what I
3: said. Yeah, she the shoe thing was no joke, man. I mean, <laughs> them heels hurt, man, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what kind of heels it is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Depends on what kind of shoe it is. <laughs> so, you know. But, yeah, these people are, they, they got their issues. Well, Booney, you feel fantastic as you are. Thank you. I really oh, enjoy this. I've always I, I always enjoyed being in this show. It's it's a wonderful, you know, hanging with you. Guys Oh, so we
2: always look forward to Wednesdays. We always look forward to Wednesdays. Thank you. So do I. Yes.
3: Definitely. <laughs> you are a wealth of knowledge. Thank you so much.
0: That's
3: what I appreciate that.
1: Booney needs his own show, but I don't want him to get too big and then, you know, can't get him no more. <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, I mean I'll come back.
2: <laughs> right, I'll come look back. Look
1: forward to it. Yeah, I mean I have people that they really they really look forward to these when we have you on. That's like their
3: wow. We all talking about We y'all talking about? That's yeah, I got people <laughs> like that. Wow, <laughs> Yeah, man, that's fantastic Wow, that's wonderful that's, that's a beautiful thing to hear You know, I, I love yeah. hearing that I really love hearing that You know, that it's, it's not, you know, boring to people You know, uh, mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very happy about that You know, that that's, that's a wonderful thing That we should um, keep up with our history You know, it's very important Because <clears throat> basically, you know, it's being rerouted You know, in a lot of ways so we have to yeah. keep up with our music, you know. You know, that you know, black music is being uh, basically forgotten. So we have to keep up with it. Well,
2: we That's got about right. thirty seconds left. So any last words?
0: Yeah, because
1: the last time we tried to let Sister Sweet do it, and she she fumbled. So. <laughs> For the Chancellor of Soul Booney and Sister Sweet, we thank you for turning, tuning in this evening to X to the L, the greatest Neo the soul show on the web. You learned some things today about Al Green. We hope you will return with us next week when we will try to do better. Until then, go to XtoTheL.com and have a great week. We're out of here.
3: Have a great night, everyone, and great week and great month. Thanks for having me. You
2: too. God bless. Bye-bye.
3: Bye-bye.